0: Welcome back to and Kōrero, today you are listening to myself interview Julia. Julia speaks to many of her challenges throughout her life including anxiety, substance abuse, eating disorders, criminal records and also solo motherhood. Julia has had many powerful experiences. She speaks deeply to the long-term dependency on social welfare and also demystifies the importance of belief systems and knowing the subconscious mind. Julia is well-practised and well-regulated when it comes to nervous system response. And she is the founder of HA Habit. Aotearoa's first Māori-inspired breathwork tool.
1: I'm really honoured to be joined by the beautiful Julia. Um, And as a wahine in this wild world, I am looking forward to asking you some pātai, some questions about what it means and feels like to be in business and in your body in this day and age. So welcome, Julia.
2: Kia ora, ngā mahinui, kia kue. so nice to be here, thank you.
1: <laughs> mm, thank you. So I would love to begin by inviting you to introduce yourself and um, share a little bit about your wonderful work in this world.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, ko Julia Wikipatoko ingoa, he uri no Ngātiawa. Ngāti Maniapoto, te Atehounu papārangi, i te tōku papa, i te tōku mama, ko Ngāti Pākehā ahau, kei panganui atāra, i tōku mama. He oe i noho ana ahau kei tauranga. Just to translate, so on my father's side, I am Māori, and we whakapapa to the areas of Pakatane, uh, Taumaranui, and Wanganui. And then on my mother's side, I am Pākehā. Uh, She's actually half Dutch. And we've got um, Jewish and English ancestry on my mum's side. And we were raised in Wellington uh, with her. And then I'm currently living in Tauranga. I love it here. I've been here for about three years and i uh, got lots of whanau here just love the lifestyle and yeah feel really blessed to be here so that's a little bit uh just about me I have a son he is 15 his name is Manaya and he um, he's homeschooled. so that's a big part of our lives
1: too yeah yeah wow that's incredible that you uh are- yeah, spending that time homeschooling, I feel like there's a new revolution of that at the moment of people, you know, being in that space of sharing with their family. or in this case, i I sometimes wish that I had the ability to be homeschooled. Um, yeah, same. I wish I
2: It's
1: like, ah, uh, hello. You're like, in some ways, less work, but um, yeah, beautiful to hear your introduction and your people are, yeah it always brings me so much joy to hear where you're from and um I'd love to to start by um asking you a couple of questions mainly around um whanau and how how you find balancing being a mama and being in business
2: yeah so you know what's funny though is that um you know, being a mum actually is what made me start the business. And that's probably the same for a lot of mums. Um, so I actually started a business called Puhi and Tour uh, with my son. And the reason he's homeschooled too, he's been homeschooled for three years now or just over, um, is because he was going through his own struggles, um, you know, suicidal ideation, self harming and it was a really hard time in our lives um, because, you know, I'm a solo mama. <clears throat> and so what we did is we tried to look for solutions. You know, um, it was and through doing that, we came up with this idea to create gift packages for kids that were struggling like him because he loved getting packages in the mail. And so I was like, okay, we can do that for other kids. And so that's what we did. We just, we created these Puhi and tour dolls. Um, we did a lot of mahi actually through his kura uh, in Hamilton at the time and they were amazing. They coached both of us and helped us a lot in, our, in this journey but they actually bought hundreds of Puhi and Tor dolls which gave us some confidence like okay yeah cool we, maybe we should start selling these packages and that's how it started. Um, and then you know, to make a long story short, we then started going into schools. He had a big 180. To, he had massive turnaround. And so we started going into schools teaching children, tamariki, um, emotional intelligence, how to get through hard emotions, and using the heart, the breath, uh, was a key part of that. And so we taught water in schools. Uh, and then, uh, obviously, I started heart Habit after that, but it was really a flow on effect of what we were already doing uh, in our lives. And yeah, so while being a mama, um, it is hard. It is hard to get that balance. Um, but I feel like my business is kind of all integrated into that. It's our lifestyle. He kind of comes along with it like, you know, he was doing workshops with me. We we have to try and practice this stuff if you're teaching it. You have to practice a day, and so it's a good opportunity to really practice and to use it in our lives. And you know, sometimes he for a long time he didn't even want to use the heart the breath because he just wasn't vibing with it, and he had to. You know, he he just didn't want to. Yeah, but eventually, when he actually started trying it, and then we put it into a routine, he saw the benefits. So I was like, okay. Maybe this does work, (laughs) and so yeah, I feel like it's a blessing for us to be able to have a you know do business uh, and then incorporate that into our personal lives. Yeah, but it it is we struggle too. We we have some amazing days and then we have some horrible days, and it's just like I don't I don't want to do this, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but you get through it yeah if you've got a vision and yeah and you know what you want and you know it's for a high purpose then you find ways to get there, right mm,
1: so beautiful something that I picked up through your kōrero then was the concept of you saying we and there's something really special about hearing that you know you, you started the journey with your son and it was it was obviously big it's kind of began of something that probably felt quite uncomfortable for you as a mama and especially yeah. for him as well but also the ability for you to translate that and transform that into something that is not only helpful for you and him but also helpful for you know other tamariki and mm-hmm. in, in the school and then even outside of that so what was the mm-hmm. um what was the journey like to see him make that 180
2: oh it was a it was amazing I I was it was one of the hardest things though too because for me I had to do a lot of changing you know Um, I had to take a lot of responsibility for what was going on he used to take his you know responsibility for his life and what he what's happening with and his experience but I really had to learn patience and love you know that unconditional love because I was seeing behaviors you know when you see um, someone that you love and they're, they're destroying things and you know destroy trying to hurt other people and, and themselves and property you know just it's yeah it's really hard to try and keep calm and cool about that you know I wanted to give them a good kick up the butt mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you really have to be patient. And um, that's where it's like, okay, got to practice this thing called love, unconditional love. <laughs> and it is so hard. Uh, but a lot of the practices that I use within, um, you know, that I share in my b- business is what I used. to Connect to the heart, be, get really used to regulating the nervous system. Um, and see people for who they truly are. You know, there's in Te Ao Māori we see uh, that, that concept of everyone's a tanga, everyone's a gift. They're not their behaviors, you know, they're uh, at their core, the, the light and the, the aroha. And so, what I was seeing, it didn't look like that at the time, but I had to always come back to that and remember
1: mm-hmm. that that
2: is who he is at his core. And when when you project that onto someone and you start seeing them as that, that love and that light, um, that has a flow, that they feel that energy, eh? And so, um, yeah, it was so hard. Uh, it happened over maybe a year and a bit where I saw massive change. And so it, you have to be consistent, you know, obviously. Uh, but it changes us for the good, eh? You know, that was, a pra- that was practice for me to uh really show and see my son for who he truly is
1: yeah wow. and you know
2: it, we we still struggle you know you yeah you have this line it's like I see it as um you know our true selves that love that aroha, and we when we kind of step away from it you know you know you're in ego state <laughs> and then you come back and then you go and then you come back and so it's always you know doing those practices to remind us of who we truly
1: are so
2: yeah <laughs> oh
1: my gosh I I love that you're sharing actually that the journey hasn't just been easy you know I think sometimes yeah. when we're reflecting on it the other things that really stand out but what makes it is is hearing that it's all worth it and also the initiation of you as a person to to make those changes as an adult because change is not always an easy concept day especially whilst you know you're regulating your nervous system and you're also working through this space of emotional intelligence but you're (laughs) working with with those close relationships because they're the testers aren't they oh
2: they are yeah it
1: is i find that even as the child and you know with as an example with my mum even that is the most challenging um Mm. relationship and it's because it's the the most intimate right and yeah
2: well you know it it triggers all of our upbringing you know this is years of um we can call it trauma (laughs) you know (laughs) we we trigger it all the time because we're dealing with if it's the people we love you know we have that intimate relationship eh? hey we've got A lot of us, we've got a a past with them and it can trigger a whole lot of stuff. So, yeah, for me in my journey, I'm continually having to um, be honest with myself and think, where is this coming from? You know, why, where's this anger or whatever it might be that's coming up, this fear? Where does that come from? Because it's so easy to just try and, you know, forget about it, eh? hide it put it under the carpet, under the rug, and keep busy, yeah, keep busy, (laughs) yeah, but, you know, the same stuff keeps on happening until you address it, eh, until you address it, um, in a compassionate way, I always believe that the answer is, you know, come back to love, what does that look like, how do I respond in
1: that way, and that can be really hard to do, eh, Mm. yeah, especially with self, especially with self, like, all good hearing aroha with you know people that
2: you oh, love yeah. <laughs> maybe
1: even strangers but yeah I mean definitely yeah. that relationship with self is
2: it's key, it yeah. is key. That, that's how you know when we can love ourselves then we can love others I mean it's mm. a, a good reflection of what we like in the world eh how much we love ourselves so yeah it's a continuous practice for me always trying to you know always seeing stuff but trying to be compassionate towards myself when I see you know oh okay you've mm. got that thought about yourself or you know yeah that that fear so yeah never ending journey
1: mm. oh the it joys was- of life yeah absolutely continuous exploration eh
2: yeah
1: <laughs> um you mentioned ha. And translating to breath and you have a beautiful business and an amazing tool. Um, I can see mine over there at the moment. I wish I had oh, it nice <laughs>
0: Um
1: Yeah, would you like to speak a little about your relationship to um both Ha and the tool?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So like I said before. I was going through a really stressful time in my life this is you know with my son um I was at uni full-time um I was teaching at uni too I, I had lots going on in, in the community uh with my I was uh, with a church organization I was one of the leaders and so had lots going on lots of stress uh, and I had already done some big changes in my life I've had a bit of a colorful past um but I just wasn't coping very well with you know everyday stress so I was like okay I've got to learn more new ways to get through this and that got me uh, a lot deeper into learning how your nervous system works uh, regulation of the body and then I started practicing Wim Hof I started really learning a bit more about the ha, huh, the breath uh, and then transformational breath work was another a modality that I tapped into which was amazing so that's you know shifting emotions through using the breath Uh, really it's like somatic and so uh, I had a a whole lot of experiences there with the Hara that were quite life-changing and so when I came across the concept of a, a breathing tool I saw them overseas I was like oh Uh, that's amazing because I know the power of getting it into a habit of breathing to regulate Um, not just you know physically it helps emotionally it helps and spiritually and so I could connect all of that um, through my culture um, being Māori and all of those concepts and I was like I'm going to create a heart tool a breathing tool that has Māori inspiration and, you know, within our Māori culture, it's a very spiritual concept. We have Hine ahuane and tāne um, who breathe life into hini ahuane. So we whakapapa to the ha quite easily. Uh, you know, it's just within our culture. And so we can see that connection. Um, and what I love is that we have both Western science and our Māori whakapapa that really backs it up, um, currently, yeah. And so so with the hatua, it was really about going, okay. Um, also, sorry, I'll, I'll just chuck something else in there. The hatua itself is based on Taungapuoro, so um, mainly the kōauau. And so our people would use kōauau Kōauau is a tool not just to play beautiful music, um, but also as a way of relaxation, kāmi, connecting to tipuna. Um, so yeah, I just loved that it all was quite fitting. And so that's where the inspiration and the shape of it and some of the designs come in with the tool, uh, And then also... When I think uh, the concept of aroha, you can break that down, right? So you've got aro, which means to focus, it's an awareness. So when we're triggered, boom, straight away, it's like, okay, become aware. And then you bring it down um, to ha, so then you can breathe, you know, connect to the ha, regulate the tenana, your heringaro, uh, your mind, and your connect to the wairua, you know, connect to our higher power, some might call it eeyore, higher self, the universe, whatever you want to call it, but um, right there is a way we connect and regulate, and then if you bring it down another level, you've got ro, uh, so I'm just breaking up the word aroha here, um, to look within, so that's where you can really go, okay, um, feel it, Feel the feelings, look within, and then just know, because, you know, Western science tells us that it's a biochemical reaction that's happening with us, within us. And so know that if you just feel it, allow it to come, uh, it lasts for around 60 to 90 seconds, in waves, it'll come and go, but just know that you're safe and okay. And uh, have no judgment, just feel and be And then the next step down is oha. So we've got, um, oha means like abundance. And so when we're able to, you know, regulate in this way and respond to stress in in a way of of aroha, we can actually have abundance in our relationships and finances and health in every area of our lives because we're learning how to, respond in a calm way Um, but then it allows us to you know respond more logically with reason with compassion and so we start to be able to practice compassion Uh, yeah it's a a lot easier to do it when we can regulate in that way so it's a powerful concept Um, very powerful and the more that we practice it you know just the word holds the energy and the more you say it the more you do it you become it so that's the, that's the basic concept but yeah probably went off on a tangent there
1: a <laughs> oh, great tangent i'm here for that whole oh, yeah absolutely and the oh i think there's a there's a word for the the sound of words right i can't quite oh think. yeah
2: yeah um uh, yeah, sorry. I, um,
1: yeah. I don't have, yeah, but, but I.
2: <laughs> yeah. As you were breaking it down,
1: I was like, "Yeah, it's so different." I mean, we're still speaking about that universal love energy, right? But Arulha mm-hmm. has a different. Eh, let's yeah, you're like, just gonna ah, try.
2: You know, yeah. as, you, as you say "ha," that's powerful. You know that vibration. Mm. I mean, even mm. as you say "ha" or you breathe out like that um you're actually you know a bit about the vagus nerve eh? you're toning that uh, vagal yeah the vagus nerve and that's through vibration you know mm-hmm. and a lot of our tupuna you know everything our tupina did when they chanted tia, that type of stuff they were pra- practicing their vagal tone you know they were strengthening it, and so that allows you to naturally become better mm-hmm. in building your capacity to be in stressful situations mm-hmm. so it's a, this we have this idea that we're trying to get rid of stress eh? often people are like oh, I don't want stress but it's more like we're trying to build our capacity to hold it and to be mm-hmm. able to navigate life you know in a strong powerful way uh and you know as peacefully as we can because it's the natural part of life to have stressful situations um but we just don't know how to handle it because I feel like we're so conditioned in this world for comfort
1: uh-huh. you know
2: everything about our lives is easy you know it's easy it's all about making it easier more accessible um yeah. And so, when we have hard stuff, we don't know how to deal with it. <laughs> if you look back to how our Supana lived, um, you know, they had to have cold water baths, you know, in the hour. There was no choice. They had to deal with the natural elements of life. They didn't have warm, cozy houses like we do. Mm. Uh, but they learned to deal with that through our culture, eh? through karakia, through coming together. Um, living communally
1: through
2: Mm. wayata singing through all these different practices beautiful practices that they naturally did
1: yeah and speaking of naturally there's a a point I really want to dive into there as well as is the connection with the natural world right like there Mm. there was no inside essentially for them where they were on electronics or you yeah, know, awareness was taken it was never necessarily taken away from that space completely. Whereas um yeah, I see now that as a huge distraction. And I'd love to ask you um how you kind of review your relationship in the modern day world whilst still sa- staying centered in I suppose connection to the, the natural world and your Tefuna.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So um, funny you say that. I just did a, a breathwork session last night, and you know, as you do them, you you get downloads. So eh, they things. Mm-hmm. say, "Okay, this this will help you," because um, I was feeling there's multiple areas that I'm like feeling a bit stuck, in, in my business, in life too. And so it was really connecting and going, "Okay, how can I move forward?" But one of the things that came up was um, tap into the elements, all, all of them, and so. Today, what I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to the beach. I'm going to go for a swim. Um, and within each element, I'm going to connect to the ha. Okay. Mm-hmm. So going into the water um, and just really, that, that's cleansing. Eh? If you, um, oh, there's so many. No, I'm going to stay on a tangent. I was just about to break out what no, Hawaii. Go,
1: go, go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, okay. If yeah. you look at the word Hawaii, and that's where I'd gonna, you know, come from um the ha obviously means inspiration breathe inspire so you can also look at that as inspiration from atua or higher self and then you've got y which is water um and then you've got e which is eor or god yeah okay and so that term is when you have water and ha and a connection to higher self or to you know, God. Um, that's a cleansing process and that's how we can clean. So back onto what I was just saying. Um God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, going into the water and connecting to heart and using the natural elements to do that that cleansing uh, is a powerful thing. And then also grounding and connecting to, you know, whether that be dirt or sand. Uh, and also using the heart too as you do that, It's been aware, uh, really connecting and just being. And then the other one was, you know, there's certain things um, that I identified last night, you know, I like to journal um, that are holding me back, you know, the fears. And so it was using car um, or the fire Ahi uh, to and to write those things down and then, you know, them a physical representation of it and so that really helps for me with clearing you know that not just the uh, mental things that we can't see but then also physically doing something and connecting to the natural elements yeah powerful powerful way um with as far as tupuna, i've I've got photos of uh, my tupuna everywhere i feel like they're always with me i always connect them both sides, on my Pākehā side, on my Māori side, um, Pākepapa has been a big part of my journey too, so doing family history, trying to connect um, and understand where i come from, so it's something that's really always at the forefront of my mind, I'm always talking to them <laughs> and going, please help me, please help me, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's a little bit um, just about how I use the elements, yeah,
1: and the unseen world. Mm. Yeah, I'm learning today. You're, you're te- <laughs> you're, yeah, you're sharing knowledge, and I, yeah, I want to thank you for that because the it's not it's not breaking down, but the the, the representation of Hawaii hawaii mm. it's so obvious and so tangible when you break it down and that's the thing with with um te rio, right and and the language yeah. is like it's when we look at it it's obvious and it's it's complete there's no questionable or all kind of reason behind it i find as soon, yeah, as soon as you start sharing about that, Julia, I was like, oh my gosh, that is why I get certain sensations drawing me to the ocean in a particular time. Mm. Like, you know, yeah. there's, there's reason for that greater than just, I feel like a swim.
2: Yeah, and that's the beautiful thing about language, eh? And
1: mm. particularly
2: Māori, there's so much that you break down and it just gives a whole deeper understanding and meaning you're like oh my gosh I get it a bit more like you cut you know things right you know things in life but when you can break it down it's just so much more depth and you can practice it better eh because because
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know yeah
1: and as yeah. you say so much more intentional like you mentioned there that you're going to be you know dropping into heart and really Mm. connecting through those elements with that intention to connect Mm. and and, and gain that guidance and obviously share gratitude and aroha all of the the yumminess in that space and so for you on your journey has that been a practice to become more intentional or is it something that's kind of always been there
2: oh no it's never been (laughs) you know (laughs) no I was so far removed from awareness uh, it wasn't until I would have been, I reckon when I had my son, 24, that I had, I, that was the first time I had come across this idea of, you know, that we have some control over our lives or the belief systems. I learned about something called belief systems. And I was like, really? I thought we were just handed life, you know, like life was just handed to us. We don't have a choice of what happens in it. So I was very blind and I'm for a long time still blind even coming to that understanding um, and I feel like I'm still blind now we're always learning yeah. you know
1: <laughs> still but, blind
2: yeah, yeah yeah and that's why I'm like okay, if I just connect to something higher than myself I'll be guided there
1: mm. <laughs> and it all so, over
2: yeah. I'm, I'm limited in my human knowledge <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and, and the beauty of that, like, I feel like we've been doing that as a, as a race, as in human beings, for such a long time, right? That connection to a higher purpose and a higher source—it's mm. like it's that's not a new thing, right? No, no,
2: that's not new. No, and oh. like,
1: regardless of what scripture we look at, it's like that is always available. Either be through the Roman Empire or be through. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel
2: like we're bound by universal laws, no matter what culture, religion, um, my family are Mormons, and so that in itself has a, um, you know, just within our upbringing, there were some strong things coming through there, and yeah, I think what's powerful though, like, so I've always understood a spiritual concept, but because, you know, with a lot of religion, or people in maybe Christianity, um, it feels like a force thing, and so you kind of rebel, and you don't understand it, and all of that, Um, yeah, and so I feel like that was a big part of my journey, it's like not really understanding those universal laws as such, it was more a religion that I was seeing, and rules being placed uh, upon me, so yeah, it's, uh, yeah, they're all bound by, we're all bound by the same laws basically we
1: just see it in a different light Mm -hmm. yeah beautiful universal law yeah yeah beautiful to um acknowledge that construct and kind of just in relation actually between spirituality and you know religion and just making that difference there in relation Mm. to rules and regulations around kind of what that is um sliding back to to you I'm sliding back. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would love to know in terms of your your beautiful business, what are some things that you've learned? Maybe it is in in relation to you know intention or your connection to tikuna or Wadua. What what are some things that keep you motivated and moving in in your business?
2: Yeah. So a big thing for me is I I've really struggled so I struggled with substance abuse um, as a teen because you know I didn't know how to feel Uh, yeah I I was uh I was really good at trying to cover up emotion and feeling I hadn't been taught that you know not many people are. um and so I used substances as a way to get through that uh from that because I was under the uh, influence of substances a lot I got lots of criminal, well, when I say lots, I ticked up a number of criminal reports. And so I also, I then had this, you know, I was building up this picture of who I was as a person. Um, I struggled to, you know, even when I changed my life, I struggled to get work because I wanted to go into social organizations and help people that struggled like me. Um, but I couldn't get them because of my criminal records, because of the Vulnerable People's Act. Um, and so for me, I, there's particularly been Māori too, we have a lot of labels that we unknowingly put upon ourselves, and for example, being a solo mama, that's another, you know, label that we might put upon ourselves, long-term beneficiary. Um, yeah, there's a whole lot of things. I had an eating disorder for years, so I've, I've had a lot of shame in my life, where I've tried to hide things, and I've not been comfortable with who I am as a person. And then also um, detachment and just feeling lonely. I get what that feels like for people. Also, my son's experience uh, with you know suicidal ideation. Um, I, I I think. Through my human, my being a human and my life experiences, I can relate to a lot of people that are struggling because I've been through it. And so for me and my business, I've come to a place where it's really about helping people to see who they truly are and that you can, there are ways that you can get through it um, with the right supports. And also I think is key, which it's, it is removed, but it's coming back, that spiritual guidance too, to for people to connect to Wairua because everyone's got a, there's not like a one fix for everyone. You know, there's not one path. There's different healing modalities that will help different people. And so it's really connecting to that so that you're guided to the right people in the right places at the right time uh, that can really help you. And so that that's my mission is to, be able to help people that have suffered from trauma, anxiety, PTSD, uh, that historical intergenerational trauma that so many Māori experience where we we don't even know why we act in certain behaviours. A lot of stuff is passed down to us, you know, from generation to generation. So it's about being more compassionate on ourselves Um, and knowing that, okay, we can carry trauma through our DNA uh, if just knowing that means that okay we can still take responsibility for our lives uh, but not you know judge ourselves in so much shame then also um, so currently I've just applied to start up a trust um, it's the Har Habit Charitable Trust and so I'm working with a good friend of mine um, who's in the area of research, and we we just got uh, told recently that our journal article that we co-wrote uh, has been accepted to be published. So that's in October that comes out, which is really exciting. And so that's all about um, how we can use the the heart uh, from a te Māori perspective to address trauma, PTSD, anxiety. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited about that and being more in the education space. So, really helping people to uh, understand what's happening on a physical level with our teenana, you know, how to regulate the nervous system, uh, which is key. You know, like I said before, once we can kind of regulate that, we have more capacity to reason, logic, connect the wairoa uh, and it's just a slow uh, we need that total core, I think for a lot of our people to understand there's lots of different ways that we can go through our healing journey and pull back those layers and and be okay with who we are you know accept who we are love ourselves as we are and as we do that we we actually start really living our dreams right you slowly start going towards a path where you're like you're fulfilling your purpose in life and so for me and my business and that's that's the path I'm wanting to take and not just um, here in Aotearoa but also indigenous peoples throughout the world you know really connecting with other cultures and going hey how do you use the ha in your culture Um, you know because in Hawaii so what they used to do back in the days is when there was a a, raru, a conflict, they would come together. Um, no, they they would say, okay, let's, instead of trying to figure it out straight away, they'd go away and they would just breathe, right? And then they'd say, we'll come back and sort it out um, once we've gone away and just breathe. I'm not sure how for how long, maybe a whole day or something. They would just go away and breathe, um, and then. What would happen is when they would come back together, the problem was solved. It was gone. (laughs) Mm. It solved itself.
1: (laughs) Dissipated. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So that was really interesting to find out. Um that that was actually a practice that they did, you know, connected to the heart, took themselves away, didn't didn't try to speak it out straight away, you know, or try to sort it out, just handed it over, connected Mm. to the heart,
1: Mm.
2: and boom. So I'm wanting to go more into that space of really understanding the different practice cultures around the world, um, how they connect to the heart too. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's going to be interesting. I'm going to continue to follow you on that journey because, (laughs) I, I mean, that's it, right? Indigenous people have such a deep connection to what has been before, but also what is going to continue to unravel and you know, mm. future generations and I think having the ability to stay centered in that, Julie, is so profound. Thank you also for sharing about your journey and acknowledging where you've been and where it's brought you because I think from the outside we don't always know these things and you're a beautiful wahine doing such wonderful work in the world. It's awesome to know that you know, regardless of where you've been or where you are at present, potentially, if you're listening to this, it's like you can literally go wherever you choose and um, connection being a huge part of that, A. Eh?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, that's that's one thing that I just really want to emphasize in my mahi is that it doesn't matter the path you've taken. Use that as your strength, you know. Use that as your story it, of overcoming and then help other people do the same oh. like we often get stuck in that shame like I can never I don't think I can ever get over this I don't think I can ever share it with people that was me for a very long time and there's still parts of me that feel that you know I, I don't share a whole lot about my story like on social media but this is actually something that's come up for me is to share more about those experiences of um you know what it was like going through an eating disorder. What it was like with substance abuse. What it was like um, always being pushed away because I had criminal records. You know, mm. all, all these different. Like, what's it like being a solo mom? You know, trying to do life or all, all these different stories. I think could actually help people. So mm. I'm kind of getting to the stage like, okay, man, you might need to share more. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I already feel like wow. definitely has helped me gain some great perspective to also the social system and how we're supporting our people that are are trying to change you know yeah and and what that looks like
2: yeah well that's a whole nother story too because I've been (laughs) through the system you know I doubt um not just the criminal system but Mm. (laughs) the um social the help that we have the access that we have and that for us we actually really struggled and I'm not putting these the, it's just the truth though I'll, I'll give yeah. you one example um so with my son I was at a stage and you know, I, I had hit my son you know throughout his life I had hit him I mean, that's how we were dealt with and so yeah. I knew this wasn't okay um and I was really trying to change and so I went and got help right Mm-hmm. and I reached out and I was like it had been maybe mm, four months or five months since I had last hit him uh, but I knew that it was like there yeah, the anger was you know strong and that I needed some help so I reached out to a, a social organization and I was just like um told them everything that was going on and they were like um oh, I think we're gonna have to ring SIFS mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like oh are you serious (laughs) i'm i'm trying to get help and i'm i've done a lot of things in my life where i've changed a lot and yeah i've made mistakes um but can you please (laughs) you know like i'm doing my best to change that's why i'm here um and so i understand that we have we're trying to keep our kids safe but we also make it hard to be honest too about what's going on and getting that help
1: mm-hmm.
2: um and so yeah I really freaked out but because it had been a while you know like that four months um mm-hmm. they were like okay like get a plan we'll do a plan up for you this is you know blah 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 and so I was fortunate enough not to have my son taken off me but it freaked me out it really freaked me out yeah because I was like well how do people get help um mm-hmm. you know if they're being honest
1: mm. and they need
2: the help and then we're going to take our kids away you know take their kids off them like you know they opened my eyes a bit then also with my son going in to get help and I don't know if we just had bad luck and I know there's lots of amazing clinicians out there but when he went in to this office it was you know <laughs> okay I won't go into too much detail there. But I'll just say, (laughs) probably if it wasn't being recorded, I'll give you a bit more. Yeah, yeah, sweet. (laughs) Anyway, this guy had his um, form and, you know, very clinical. And he, he then started just spouting off every bad thing that my son had done. You know, so in order for them to have an idea of what we're going through in our home, Mm. Um, you have to tell them you know this is what's going on in our lives and so he just big list and my son just killed it he he actually had a lot of anger in him <laughs> um, and he's, he just wouldn't talk to the guy and later with later on he was like no I just wanted to punch that guy in the head but you know we have these people that are trying to help us but they don't know how to address people they don't mm. know how to treat them like human beings that are going through an experience now we had this Koya who was like a someone to Totoko in the room as well. And then there was also my mother, me, but he was like, I want to talk to that Koya. <laughs> and so what that told me is that our approach, um, and I could also see that he this person that was, you know, assisting my son, saw him as deficit right that was his Mm. view on him and i was just like okay yeah i can see why it doesn't work for our people you Mm. know i can Mm. see these systems in place that are trying to help but it's a different worldview of who we are as human beings you know yeah yeah totally different yeah um and then we actually learned a lot from his kura um it's called puku um i'll just little plug (laughs) um we they they see children as tanga, right and they they coach people as opposed to see, so, you know it's all strength based and so I think we need a massive transition in the way we do things in our, our system yeah total overhaul which you know lots of people are trying to work towards in the in taumad and maori world
1: mm-hmm.
2: in the maori world but um you know We've, it's a big structure yeah, that we're trying to work with. And the big B. Yeah. So we just do, what we, can, eh? we do mm. what we can. We learn and we, yeah, I know there's people there pushing for change and we need more people in those spaces too. Political, mm. more Māori and that education, all of that to have some yeah to have a voice yeah, so, and to, yeah. Oh, I went off
1: on a tangent again <laughs> no, no no great um just want to ask if there's anything in particular that you'd love to share with someone if they're moving through ch- I mean we're all moving through challenging times but in particular in that kind of service space have you got anything that you can share
2: yeah um what I can say right now is what you you going through? It's imperfectly perfect, okay? So often we just, we criticize because we're not where we want to be or we just don't have that. We don't like who we are or, or where we're at or whatever that might be. Um, just pause. <laughs> and I can't, emphasize, even though this is what I do, like just connecting to the heart, to interrupt those thought patterns, right, that we continually go back to. Just stop, connect to the breath, and just allow yourself to be. Try, even if you can, try and just see your thoughts from outside yourself, you know, just as a as someone watching in and going, okay, that's what they're thinking, and be non-judgmental on yourself. That judgment is what gets us, you know, that really, yeah, judging ourselves, judging our experience of life. And so if we can slowly start coming to a place where we just accept and kind of surrender to who we are and be curious about, okay, um, how can I? What I do often is once I've connected to the heart, too, I'll be like, okay, I'm willing to trans. I'm willing to hand these feelings over. I'm willing to help a higher, get a higher power to help me to transmute these feelings or to transmute my thoughts of you know how I'm feeling about myself. I'm willing to um, allow people to come into my life that can help me do that. You know, it's really just being kinder to myself and yeah handing it over going okay even though I really don't feel like this right now because you don't when you're in when you're stuck it's real hard to do stuff but it's kind of just going okay I'm willing to hand this over I'm willing to hand it over to something to a higher power to you know transform this energy and help me to get to a space where I can move forward where I can have motivation where I can Get up and go and do something. Get up and go make dinner. Get up and go for a walk because it's hard to get to those places when you're so low. You know, yeah. So having that willingness to change, even though you don't feel like it, handing it over and going, okay, God, higher power, whoever you are, mm-hmm. help me to have the thoughts and feelings of change, of transformation because I'm not there right now (laughs) (laughs) the more you do that that intention it has a compounding effect it's not so much trying to pretend that life is all rosy and you know like you know these positive positive affirmations but it's more just tricking yourself or building a bridge to get there Mm. and going okay I'm willing to change I'm willing to change these feelings help me to do that Mm -hmm. and the more you do that you start finding more power to actually be like you know say more positive things yeah so it's building a bridge to get to where we want to be and just having that intention of wanting to change like that's massive and putting it out there like verbally speaking it or thinking that and going you know I don't like where I'm at right now but and also understanding that it's absolutely perfect because we need Difficult times for growth, mm. but knowing that we can change. And yeah, your tupuna will help you. People will come into your life that will help you. It's just holding on. It's a real faith thing, eh? Mm. Going, you know what? If I just keep on practicing this, mm. practicing this thought, I'll get to the next stage and the next stage, and you'll build momentum. That's how I, in my life it is started very small and simple, you know from being in a place of just like despair not having no direction Mm. but a willingness to change that's all it takes yeah
1: powerful thought is not it thank you for sharing that Julia and one final thing I'd love to ask you where can we find you people if they're wanting to connect what's a good way to stay in touch
2: um so my website is nz so h-a-h-a-b-i-t-n-z.com or you'll find me on instagram um, social media or you can type in my name julia wikipa and you'll
1: find me <laughs> yeah <laughs> that easy thank you so much for sharing this all and for opening your heart and Continually connecting with Aroha. um, it's been beautiful to hear more about your journey, yeah, through your exploration of being a mama and evolution and business and how that's been woven together through your whole journey. It's been, yeah, a real honor to have some insight and even some learnings today. Um, oh yay. yeah, yeah
2: cool it's awesome thank you so much for the opportunity to speak with you and to connect with you and yeah I feel very humble
1: you're amazing
0: thank you for tuning in to Kappas and Kōrero if you love this episode I would love 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 to know about it if you have any pātai or questions for Julia Please contact her on the details in the description above. Kakite for now.